Wake up, buyer payer people. It's a beautiful day. Go grab yourself another cup of joe and say hello to Jim and Michelle Rhodes on the Buy Here, Pay Here morning show. Take it away, you two. Good morning, everybody. Uh, we're It's a happy Friday. It's going to be, I, we're, we're like really excited for the show today. Um, we were busy this morning during our coffee time, which is supposed to be not about work, but it tended to today to yeah, be about work sometimes. and just kind of jotting down um, a lot of things to talk about and, you know, different questions to ask. And, and, but before we get to that, a uh, couple of quick things. Um, Announcements. Announcements. Uh, March 30th. March event. 30th. <clears throat> Make sure you've got it on your calendar. That's the all day live stream event that we will be doing um, from a studio in Salt Lake City. Doesn't matter how long you've been in the buy here, pay your mm-hmm. business. There's going to be a be lot of, of good, rich <clears throat> content that, um, and good information coming from that. Uh, also, a Monday. We Monday, have... we have Chuck Bonanno mm-hmm. joining us. Looking so, forward to catching yep. up with Chuck. He's oh. always. Uh, Fun to talk yep. to. Got good ideas and and a absolutely. Smart guy. And Chuck will be joining us for that event on March thirtieth as well. Right. Sure. So, um, anything else you can think, think of? So. Any like you know jokes, wisecracks? Oh, things there's always that are, jokes, I mean, but none are really okay. Nothing. Nothing. Yeah. <laughs> it's yeah. Friday. Let's get to business. Yeah. All right. So today we are really really fortunate to have two. Um, you know, great individuals that work in the reinsurance world and uh, Mr. Tim Bird and Taylor Bird that they work with Dealer RE. And we're here to kind of talk to them about some of the components of reinsurance. Yeah, a little background. I can, I've known Tim for many years. Tim, you and I met a long time ago at one of the conferences, I think. We don't see each other as much lately. I've been seeing Taylor out there on the, on the, path more (laughs) on the uh, circuit on the circuit but uh (laughs) but that just happens to be the way it's worked out lately i think but uh yeah i've known uh these gentlemen a good time or a good while and so i'm happy to have them here smart guys they know this reinsurance space and so i'm happy to have a chance to have our listeners get to know them and uh, and by the way uh mr uh Taylor and Tim Bird. Our, our listeners, we're up to like seven people now for listeners. So yeah. So quite an audience. Yeah. Yeah. Um, no, we, we obviously have dealers tuning uh-huh. in from all over often. And so it's it's a good opportunity for us to educate them about uh, reinsurance in general. I got a ton of questions for you today. Mm-hmm. So I'm excited to have you guys here. Yeah. Uh, t- uh, Tim, why don't you start with kind of giving background on Dealer RE as a company and your background? All right. Well, thank you for having us this morning. Um, oh. You're welcome. I, I started this company uh, in 1994, and um, so we're in our 29th year. I've uh, been around a long time. I was in the car business prior to that, an old F&I guy, and uh, then I was hired years ago to train F&I guys. So that's where I got my start. Um, and so now, um, fortunately, I have uh, uh a couple of fine sons that have stepped into the business too. And uh, they are taking away the uh, day-to-day. Nice. The uh, circuit. Yes. Good for you. <laughs> so, so taking the circuit and the day-to-day stuff. So it's it's been a blessing. And those who don't know, uh, Tim, yes, you're right, folks, by the dialect. He is in the Carolinas. You guys are in North Carolina, right? I'm, I'm in Virginia. He's oh, in Carolina, yes. Okay, gotcha. Yeah, there you Very go. Good. So, Taylor, how about you? You want to tell us how you came to be involved in the 
reinsurance business. We heard dad's version. Sure. Yeah. Uh, first of all, thanks for having us this morning. Uh, good to see you guys. And um, yeah, so um, I grew up uh, going with my dad to these dealerships. Uh, he started the business when I was two years old. I remember specifically um, every Christmas we would go and take cheesecakes to uh, to car dealers that were our, our clients. I remember that very vividly. Uh, and um so I, I grew up and I ended up um, I grew up in the business. I ended up uh, going to school and I majored in biochemistry, thinking that uh, potentially I might want to be a doctor or something of that nature. But um, I decided I didn't want to go to any additional schooling. Um, and so um, my dad here, Mr. Bird, as I affectionately call him, um, has a, uh, a very good business and um, you know, I interned uh, with him for uh, a few summers and, um, you know, I started uh, learning the business and uh, realizing that it was something that I wanted to jump two feet into. And um, so I've been working at Dewey for, um, I guess I'm coming up on 10 years here soon. Um, and so, uh, like he said, I, I've kind of taken over a lot of the day-to-day -day, uh, operations. We have a, a growing team and, um, you know, a growing uh, account basis. And so uh, you've seen us at the circuits. Um, but yeah, really blessed to be a part of a family business. And um, my brother works with us and so does my little sister. So um, nice. Other great employees. So yeah. Um, that's kind of my story so far. You made the right choice, Taylor. You know, those doctors, from my, in my experience, <laughs> they really only make a living when they're out there doctoring, whereas <laughs> in, in your case, you can make a living and still be getting paid for all without, the work you've created. Yeah, so good for you. Yeah, you made the right choice. Without having to be out there doctoring. So let's talk about, do you guys um, really try to serve the the eastern region or kind of what, what area do you guys serve? You uh, we, we have dealers from Hawaii to Maine to Florida to Texas and everywhere in between. We, wow. We're a national company. And good. Uh, uh, of course, it didn't start out that way. I was just a local mm -hmm. guy serving a local region. Um, mm -hmm. But one of my dealers, um, his name is Tracy Myers. I don't know if you know Tracy. Tracy um, told me one time, he said, you are the brand, stupid. And he wrote a book about that. Oh, nice. And, uh, and he uh, encouraged me to, uh, to go nas national and to write books. Uh, I've okay. written two, Taylor, I've been a part of two, and Taylor's been a part of one, mm -hmm. just about the car business, and write a lot of articles for the Buy Here, Pay Here magazine mm -hmm. for NIADA. Right. Very good. Um, we see those. Go so ahead. The thing is, um, that has allowed us to grow and um, you know this is uh, such a great business yeah. and uh, the the buy here pay here space the independent dealer uh, is just a terrific area in which uh, to work 
um, and just great people. It yeah, just, a lot of great people uh, out there yeah. for sure. So for those listeners tuning in, we might have a few out there that really don't know much about reinsurance at all. So we want to give we them do a run across background. dealers every once in a while. We'll see in some of the Facebook streams like, what is reinsurance? Mm -hmm. What do you? How do you feel about it? And, mm -hmm. Yeah. So, so there there's, are so, be there's some. a lot of stuff to yeah. talk about. We can talk first just about reinsurance. Like I'll give my kind of high level view, and then you guys can add what I'm leaving out. Like um, dealers who haven't been exposed to reinsurance, it's an opportunity for them to sort of self-insure uh, for kind of a broad explanation to create their own insurance uh, solution for today. We're going to talk about CPI and gap, but there are basically there are a multitude of products that you can run through a reinsurance company, which lets you uh, profit as the dealer and create solutions for your customers in the process. So, uh, you know, that's kind of my high level way of thinking about reinsurance. And you guys can tell me what I'm leaving out. Taylor, you want to tell me what I, Missed on that? I mean, no, you pretty much hit um, the high notes. Uh, essentially, it's just an insurance company that uh, you own separate from the dealership. Um, it's a separate corporation. Um, it's a C corporation owned by shareholders, usually um, matching or very similar to the ownership of the dealership. And you can do products like warranties, uh, service contracts, CPI, GAP, and other products for biker pay your dealers. Um, and um, it's a different way to um, kind of maximize your deals and also create solutions for problems that are inherent to the biker pay here business. Um, mm -hmm. And then ultimately, uh, there are some tax benefits to having this company as well. And um, the profits are, are taxed at the qualified, uh, as a qualified dividend when you pull it out as a, as a dividend. Um, and so there's some benefits there as well. I don't think people want to hear about taxes before uh -uh, noon, so no. we won't talk yeah. about that. Yeah, no, we don't need to do that. <laughs> but there are some real savings there for sure. I, I think the other thing I always tell people, look, when you watch the Super Bowl on Sunday, there's a reason State Farm can afford to run those expensive commercials, right? There's exactly. a lot of money to be made on the, and so today when we talk about CPI, it's like there's a lot of money to be made in insurance. So we're definitely talking about a profit center. <clears throat> and I can tell you when people ask me about, you know, when should I get in the buy here, pay here, but, or when should I get in the reinsurance business? I always tell them yesterday, you know, it's kind of my answer to that always is like, it was right. something that when you yeah. understand it, you'll see you, you want to start. A lot of dealers that we talk to that they, they've been in business for five, 10 years. And then all of a sudden, you know, they, they come across reinsurance. It's like, now is the time, you know, they've maybe have drugged their feet. Once they get in they're they just shake their head. It's like, why didn't I do this earlier? Why yeah, didn't I right. do this earlier? I'm sure so. we got That's our number one regret that we hear yeah. from dealers. Of yeah. course. Yeah. Yeah. So we, uh, we, I'm sure we have dealers uh, chiming in today who are listening, who could, you know, affirm mm -hmm. that, that they, it's one of the smartest things that they've done for yeah. their business. And, you know, the way I've said it to folks and, and we can get around talking about CPI here in a moment, but I always just say to folks, look, there's, you know, Tim and Taylor can tell you all these tax advantages and all these wonderful things you can do with the, positive cash or profits that you're going to generate or in that company. But if I think about CPI or warranty, and I think about if I could just self manage a lot of that, instead of having to, you know, enforce insurance outside and I could reduce my charge offs and make, ha make customers happy faster. That alone would be worth a lot to me, even if I didn't enjoy positive cash in that other company. So when yeah. I have both, I mean, gosh, it makes a lot of sense. So for me, having been a dealer myself and lived in that, that world, it's like, boy, the, the customer satisfaction piece of this alone is huge. So we're yes. glad people tuned in to kind of hear, you know, what it is about reinsurance and why it makes a lot of sense to, 
to kind of self-manage that. So Tim, maybe take us first through CPI. Uh, first, it's collateral protected insurance, right, is what that stands for. And so maybe just help our listeners kind of high level. What is what is the CPI product? Yeah, yeah, what is it and why should I have it if I'm a dealer? Well, CPI is, as you said, collateral protection insurance, and it is an actual insurance product. Um, whereas, uh, say, GAP, for instance, is a waiver in most states. Okay. Um, CPI can best be described as uh, a lot of people think of it as forced placed insurance. Um, and in every state, uh, there is different laws governing uh, when CPI can be applied. Sometimes it's time of sale, sometimes it's 30 days after sale or whatever. But remember this, it is the lender's insurance. It is not the consumer's insurance. Okay. Uh, it is there simply to cover the lender in case the, there is an accident and uh, the, the customer um, you know, has lost, total lost the vehicle. And so <laughs> they owe the lender and this keeps the lender from losing um, his, you know, not only the collateral, but the, the, the uh, balance on his books. So the great thing about this is that it, it um, um, two things. One is insurance is just regular car insurance out there is so difficult. Uh, we spend so much time in this business being collectors for the insurance industry. And as you said, look at the Super Bowl or, or look, go to a city and see who has the biggest buildings. Okay. Mm -hmm. right. um, and so we know that it's very lucrative. Uh, one thing too, it's important to point out is that insurance earns out based on term. Okay. So if you ever wondered why you have a six month insurance policy on your, and it renews every six months, because at the end of six months on your regular car insurance, um, or if it even a year, it's earned out that, that, that premium then turned into underwriting profit for the, the for the company or the shareholders or whatever. And it's the same thing in reinsurance. Uh, it, it, uh, it reinsurance earns out. So CPI is a way that dealers can protect their collateral uh, because, you know, um, that's incredibly important. And what happens many times is we find out uh, that uh, somebody's insurance has lapsed you know, a few minutes uh, after we got the letter, you know, I mean, a call from them saying they totaled the car. And so uh, it, it's a very frustrating thing. I, we have a dealer in South Carolina that um, had told us that they were spending 40 man hours from the time they found out that there was a, a wreck to the time that they actually settled with the insurance company. Mm -hmm. I mean, add that up, add up your man hours that you're losing because of that. Or how many man hours are you spending um, just in collection to make sure that, uh, you know, hey, you're not paying your, your insurance. I'm gonna have to come repossess you. Well, they may be paying you well. Yeah. And unfortunately, a lot of dealers kind of hold their nose and turn their head hoping that nothing happens and, you know, and they have to sleep with that at night. Yeah. So uh, by having uh, a reinsurance company and having CPI, uh, you know, today, if they didn't pay. Yeah, that's a good point. It's like the other thing, too. Well, and you also know where the claim money is sitting. 
That's right. You already know, you know the outcome of what the uh, what right. it's going to be. Right. Because you don't have to wait for some adjuster to come out and make his decision. Sure. Mm -hmm. uh, you know, because you, it's your reinsurance company. Which means, so going back to that thing about if I'm a dealer, I know that if there's an, if I get a call and there's an accident and I've got a customer on my CPI program that I know that I don't have the same level of angst. Like you talk about the soft cost of all those man hours. And I'm thinking about just the headache factor mm. of just knowing that I've, if I'm the dealer, I know that I can quickly move to put that customer in another car because I know there's a claim check available absolutely. and I can absolutely mm. get, make the customer happy today. And you if know, you and, don't, somebody down the street's going to. Right, right. Okay? If they have to sit there and and have the pain of one you, they still got to get to work. They, you know, go to school, go to church, whatever they're going to do. Sure. And if they don't have a vehicle and you're not ready to move, then somebody else will. Sure. So Taylor, you might help um, just uh, for our listeners who aren't familiar. The CPI does not replace the liability. You might just help our listeners understand that part. Sure. So. Um, yeah, let's, let's go through that really quickly. So a lot of times we talk about how making sure that customers have full coverage insurance, right? Um, and so full coverage is made up of comp and collision and liability insurance. Okay. And in every state liability insurance is required by the state. Okay. You as the lender more often than not are requiring the comp and collision piece. Okay. And so, um, we can refer to that as physical damage insurance, which protects your vehicle and your vehicle only. Okay. Liability insurance pays for uh, property damage and uh, bodily injury done when your customer's at fault in an accident. Let's say they run into another car or hit a mailbox or whatever. Okay. So that's what liability insurance pays for. Comp and collision pays for your vehicle and your vehicle only. CPI can replace that uh, comp and collision okay to pay for your vehicle and your vehicle only and one thing i'll, I'll point out because uh deal, some dealers may say wow I've, you know i have a lot of totals uh or i have a lot of wrecks well the thing is is that cpi um also really should only pay okay when your customer's at fault in the accident because if your customer gets in an accident and somebody else is at fault um, their liability insurance should be paying you to repair or replace your vehicle. Okay. So CPI, um, will usually only pay, okay. For, um, accidents when your vehicle or your customer was at fault. Okay. Now it will pay if the other customer is not insured or there's, you know, some problem with that. Okay. With their insurance, it will pay, or you can file a claim against your CPI policy to repair or replace your vehicle. Um, but more often than not, you can get an insurance check from somebody else when somebody else is at fault. Gotcha. Shall you add something? Well, I was just one like CPI, you know, uh, we can, we as dealers or dealers can say, we, we require that you, you know, state requires that you have liability, right? you know, um, and then can a dealership force place and just say, this is an insurance policy that we are requiring to have on the vehicle. It's very similar to the comp and collision, um, but we do it internally and that this is that it's not a choice to the customer. Is that, is that something that you know? It, it, the thing is, is that you can't require okay. what you, what you can require is that they have collateral protection. Okay. Where they get it is up to them. Okay. 
as long as they provide you collateral protection. And that's on most retail installment contracts that, mm -hmm. that they have collateral protection. Uh, what happens a lot of times, either number one, they have lapsed their insurance and so you force place CPI, or they just see that CPI is cheaper and they'd rather go that way. Um, so is it typically cheaper than most of the insurance companies for a, a buyer? Yes, but, but that's also going to depend on demographics and that kind okay. of thing. Yeah. So another thing that comes up in, in CPI is I see that the premium is going to be the same for every consumer, regardless of age and driving record. Am I right? Well, it, go ahead, Taylor. Yeah, it depends on, um, it depends, some states um, ratings are, ratings for the CPI policy, which is issued to the dealer, okay, are, you know, some portfolios we set up one flat rate, okay? doesn't matter vehicle, doesn't matter anything. Okay. It just, what's one flat rate is always going to be $110 a month. Okay. And some, uh, scenarios, dealers may have a wide variety of, uh, inventory. Okay. They may have 50% of their stuff is under, you know, 10 grand and 50% of their stuff is over 15 grand. Okay. So in that, in that scenario, we, we will set up multi, uh, layers. So basically, um, you know, you may have a rate at uh, $105 and a rate at $135 or something of that nature. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah but so it's driven it's, off of the yeah. car, not not the, not the, the customer. It, it is never based on the, the <clears throat> consumer. Okay. okay. And so that's that's dictated by the state on whether or not you can have tiers. Um, it's well, yes. So, example, um, we have a. Um, a factor that we have to multiply versus the uh, amount finance in the state of Virginia. Okay. So every deal is different based uh, off of the amount financed and um, the interest is also included in that. So there's a factor that they, that uh, we use a portal for uh, on the ABP business that we do. Okay. Um, that will give the dealer the amount that the CPI is going to be. And it changes per customer based on the amount finance. That is one state that it, that it's that way. Okay. There are some other states that are, that is that way. Most states we can get away with doing just a flat rate uh, program um, and we can do multi tiers. It just depends on the, the book of business that we're working with. Gotcha. I have to pause and do a disclaimer. Uh, Jim and Michelle Rhodes and the guests of the Buy Here, Pay Your Morning Show are not attorneys and we're not familiar with some of the items discussed may be state specific. So yeah. seek advice of your reinsurance specialist. Okay. Yes. That's it. And yeah. State. yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, no, I think it's it's important for everybody to understand. A lot of these things we're talking about are state specific. So, it so, so some of the things we yeah. talk about, you know, may not apply necessarily. But I think it's important to understand that it's a nice solution, um, you know, for... Um, you know, any dealers out there to, to have that opportunity it might be a little different in their state, but Tim, you might explain too the thing that we also hear come up is um, uh, debt cancellation, that terminology, like how's that different from what we're talking about here? So debt cancellation coverage is uh, it's the official term is voluntary debt cancellation coverage uh, is a waiver, just like gap is a waiver. Okay. Uh, and like, you know, I guess it's most akin to when you go rent a car, they say, do you want that insurance? Well, that's not insurance. It's a waiver. Uh, and what you're saying is, is if uh, Mr. Customer, if you uh, will pay me $50 a month, uh, if you total loss your vehicle, then I will uh, 
uh, waive your debt completely. Okay. Mm -hmm. um, now that can be done at time of sale. And again, every state, I mean, Texas, for instance, uh, has a percentage that you can charge and, uh, but a lot of states are just a flat, uh, you can set up a flat rate. Um, it, it is, um, we have seen in the last few years, um, more interest in CPI, I think, because debt cancellation is not, is set up just for total loss. It's not set up to cover damage. Mm. If a customer just damaged a car, CPI <clears throat> is, uh, but it's more, um, it's more expensive. Uh, CPI is more expensive than debt cancellation. Gotcha. And, uh, if, uh, if I can jump in real quick, one reason why debt cancellation um, is kind of fading a little bit is because um, you guys may remember, but there was a time when um, buy here, pay here ACVs were three to 5,000 and it was a good car. Well, now those cars <laughs> yeah. are a lot more expensive. True. Okay. And now a three or $5,000 car gets in an accident. Okay. It's usually totaled. Okay. But you get an eight, nine, $10,000 car. A lot of the times it's not totaled and debt cancellation does not pay for anything that is not total lost. Okay. Yeah. And so CPI mm -hmm. does pay for damages. Okay. Minus the deductible, obviously. Um, and it also pays for the value of the vehicle if the car is total loss. Does yeah. that make sense? That's the reason why debt cancellation, in my opinion, is kind of fading into the background and CPI is being more, you know. Right. And we just saw yesterday, I think I read where uh, used car prices jumped up in January again, you know. Mm -hmm. So um, it, it, it's it's uh, ever moving market out there no question about that right and whether i'm um you know if i'm a third-party insurance um claims adjuster or i'm a claims adjuster through my own reinsurance process it's hard to keep up with the book values right i mean they're they're those folks are having a hard time keeping up and so the ability to keep this thing in house to me is just that's just one more reason i think oh, absolutely having in-house right you know jim i had a dealer tell me one time and you had alluded to this earlier if I didn't make a dime off of reinsurance, it makes me a better dealer. Oh, good. It, just, it makes me a better dealer because I am able to service my customers better because yeah. I have control. I am not, I have not ceded control to somebody else. Sure. And that's what happens with insurance or warranties or any of those things is you're ceding control to somebody else. Yeah. No, I get it. So I think um, we can move on to get, and I should stop. I should have said at the beginning of the show, look, we typically try to keep these around 30 minutes, but I knew today longer? we had a ton to talk about. So we, if you guys are good, we, we got a couple other things to talk about. So Tim, maybe start us out with the thing about gap. Like what is it as a product? It sounds like it's, it's, uh, it's a, a something so that we can reinsure. And then also is it optional to the consumer? We, we give the customer an option. It's a product that we can sell. Can I take this one? I'm very passionate about gap for buy here, pay your dealer. So that's why I asked to take it. So, um, so gap. Yeah. So right now when you're when you have a, a customer that's in a vehicle, okay. And they get in a total loss and they still owe you a balance. Okay. 99 times out of a hundred dealer buy here, pay your dealers are writing off that balance. Okay. 
that balance is called a deficiency balance okay and that's what gap pays for okay so um basically by writing off that balance you're giving the customer gap for free okay mm -hmm. um, in almost every state and, and again this is state specific okay but you can sell customers gap for 400 500 600 dollars Okay, put it in the retail installment contract and charge your 25% interest. Okay, and now um, you're being compensated for for giving that debt, which you were already doing previously. Okay, for free, you're now being compensated for it. Okay, yeah. um, and so there is no added risk. There's only upside to that. Okay, um, and so you can take uh, a portion of that. Uh, uh, cost, okay, let's call it 250 or $300, which is approximately what you might pay on the uh, third party market for a gap policy, okay, and send it to your reinsurance company. Um, and so ultimately, um, I think it's one of the biggest no brainers for uh, buy here, pay here dealers to do in a reinsurance company, because again, there is no downside, you're already forgiving the, the debt anyways, once you get your insurance payout, might as well charge the customer for it. Um, okay. And no, you cannot force the customer to purchase it though. Okay. It's something that you have to sell to the customer. Well, and that's something I, um, I that was that was a two-part question I was about ready to ask. One, it is an optional thing for the customer. So I completely understand the benefit to the dealer in doing GAP. Tell me what's the pitch for the customer for doing GAP? Well, the pitch is that, um, you know, basically, Mr. Customer, you're still responsible. I mean, so we're looking at from the from the dealer standpoint, they're going to forgive the debt. OK, mm -hmm. the customer doesn't necessarily know that they're going to forgive the debt. They're still responsible for that. OK, and, it, and they could I mean, the dealer could go after them for the debt. OK, mm -hmm. but by purchasing a gap product. Um, which, by the way, a lot of these customers know what Gap is, okay? Mm -hmm. And they even ask dealers about Gap because some of them have been in situations in the past okay. where the dealer or the finance company did go after them for it. They didn't have it. And that's maybe why they have bad credit right now. Okay, gotcha. And so ultimately, um, you know, for the for the customer to pay an extra 15 bucks a month or, you know, if you do it by that by bi-weekly payments, $7 every two weeks, um, to not worry about the, um, you know, a balance being left over if their car is, uh, you know, total stolen, et cetera, um, then, you know, that's, that's why a lot of customers will opt in. And as a, as the lender, okay, you can make it attractive for, uh, the consumer as far as payments, because, you know, most of these, uh, customers are payment buyers, uh, you can uh, alter the financing, okay, by extending the term, maybe an extra month. Um, and uh, the payment is the same as it was before, they're just paying an extra, uh, an extra payment. Let me ask you a question. Why do you think CAC is, you know, obviously a huge subprime uh, finance company, very few of their deals are financed without gap and a service contract, okay? And they're a very successful company. Um, the reason being is because that helps their loans perform better. And it, it, it also creates an additional profit center for them. 
And so that's why we talk to uh, our buy here, pay here dealers, because you're basically in the same seat as a CAC. You're, you're a finance company. Okay. Um, try to get a gap and a service contract on those deals in order to help yourself uh, to make those loans perform better and then ultimately be, you know, be more profitable. So Tim, let me play the part of a dealer. I see you got something else to add to that. Maybe you can add it here. So let, let me play the part of a dealer. You guys just presented to me all the benefits of CP or of, um, yeah, of this right. gap product. Now I heard you say that I should remit around 250 and maybe in my state, I'm able to charge about 500, right? I'm a buy here, pay here dealer. My customers already, I'm already kind of stretching the customer on payment and term because of the miles on the car. I tell you, I just want to charge $250 to my customer because I'm making 20% interest on that $250. I just want to charge my customer $250. Now talk me out of it, Tim. Why shouldn't I do that? Why shouldn't you just, just charge add $250? Because, because it becomes an expense to your uh, most of these dealerships are S corps. Some are, you know, LLCs. But um, the thing is, is that if uh, because your reinsurance company is a separate corporation, uh, then you get to write off that gap expense just like you would if you added tires to the car. Okay, so you you you're taking it uh, out of your dealership. Uh, you're sending it to your reinsurance company, and as long as it's in your reinsurance company. Uh, you can put up to $2.4 million a year in there and elect uh, to only be taxed on the investment income. So, you know, that that's an expense. Uh, so you're expensing it out over here. If you just took 250 bucks and put it in a drawer, uh, you have to account for that and you have to pay taxes on that. And so, I so that's the biggest benefit is to, to make sure you put it in your reinsurance company is that you're not you're not paying taxes on it. You're actually reducing your tax burden. And I may not have asked the question correctly. Like I'm just saying, why wouldn't I just charge whatever I'm going to remit to the reinsurance company? Why wouldn't I just charge the customer that? What's the justification for putting some additional markup on that? Well, that's, that's, it's up to the dealer. Uh, the uh, you know, most, most dealerships um, uh, do add some to it. Some, some just well, don't see the need to just like you're talking about. Yeah. And, 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 you know, Jim, if you talk to a hundred different buyer, payer dealers out there, you're going to get a hundred different opinions. Maybe 104. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. No, exactly. so, so the thing is, is that, uh, you know, everybody, uh, I mean, it's amazing how many dealers we run across that my customer cannot pay another dime. Okay. Well, the price of cars went up tremendously and they're paying another dime. I yeah. can guarantee you. So um, the thing is, is that it's important that uh, we protect ourselves. And if you can do it and make a profit too, yeah. uh, and, mm -hmm. and, and have more control, uh, that's pretty much a no brainer. Yeah. So Taylor, to bring you back in on that, you followed that kind of scenario. So I, I guess the other thing I'm hearing is that even if I just put another $200 of markup in that, um, that, that $200 of profit, I can manage well over in my reinsurance company. Right. Yeah, yeah absolutely. Um, yeah. So, I mean, just to go back to your original question that you asked him, I mean, if you don't want to mark up that gap contract, you don't have to. Okay. Mm -hmm. uh, ultimately, you know, we want the customer to be able to afford the payment, um, et cetera. You can't, you know, if you, if you can't collect it, then it's not, you know, doesn't mean anything. Okay. But, um, but yeah, um, most of our clients do mark it up two, three, four hundred $400. Okay. And that's just some extra uh, 
cushion at the end, uh, just some extra profit for the dealership or the finance company. Let me just add to that too. It also allows the dealer to collect the premium better. Okay. Because he's, he's spreading it out over the term of the loan. Right. All right. So if you only put in the 250 bucks, then if you spread that out over the term of the loan and the guy gets halfway through it, he certainly didn't pay you the 250. Right. However, if you had booked in 500, then you probably would have been closer to actually collecting the premium that you paid in for it. I see. Okay. Got it. And there are a couple of things I just wanted to uh, to address. I'm going to bring mm, these sure. back up. George Spat offering gap is also a white hat benefit because you know that that's like our thing. White, um, white hat way. <clears throat> Many dealers say they will roll the unpaid balance into a customer's next loan, and that's definitely not to the customer's best interest because then they end up having a bigger loan for a car that's not. Um, and so there was also a question by one of our listeners, Facebook user, if cars are 15,000 plus in total before CPI reserves are adequate, is there a stop loss insurance product a dealer can purchase? Uh, not that I know of. So is that kind of like when you were saying that when you do like the gap, that's a little bit bigger, it kind of. It, it helps. Well, what, what they're alluding to is somebody just starts today. Oh, okay. And gotcha. the first thing that happens is they lose a car. Okay. Uh -huh. uh, the great thing is, is, is that by owning your own reinsurance company, you can file the claim down the road a bit uh, once you have built up some reserves. Uh, but um, by, it can happen. I mean, we, we see it happen occasionally where it, not just CPI, but what if it's a service contract? They've sold one service contract, they put $500 away and they got a $2,500 claim. So what do you do? Yeah. You know, those things, that's a, that's a possibility, but in the long run, it, it will bear out uh, actuarially. Uh, and uh, in the fact that you're going to have, uh, you're, you're going to have adequate reserves to cover all your claims. The thing unless, is, uh, unless you're just blowing out the McDonald's bags and putting it on the front line, I mean, that happens too. You know, <laughs> you can't expect to rebuild your inventory on your reinsurance company. And, right. and just like anything else, I, I want to point this out because it's very important. We have to work at this. You know, yeah. if you're going to have a shop, you got to work at it. If you're going to have a finance company, you got to work at it. If you're going to have a reinsurance company, you got to work at it. Yeah. And if you do, uh, there is not any not any other aspect of the car business that is has a better return on investment than reinsurance it just doesn't no yeah. question about it we have a dealer that recently um uh, they had several partners and um one of the partners had put in i think 400 dollars to start okay he was a sub partner and his portion of the company today now this has been about five years but his portion of the company today is worth almost $300,000. Well, that was a pretty good return on investment. I would say so. Yeah. Wow. yeah. So I had a dealer tell me, you guys know the dealer, I won't say the name, but the dealer told us not long ago, he said, I can foresee the day, like I could see it in my projections that the, the reinsurance company will eclipse the profit in my, my I car dealership. Mean. Right. Yeah. And so, and that's even the finance company. So, you know, you've, you definitely got, uh, you've got somebody there who's, uh, supporting that. So we should did probably get, start to wrap Taylor up. Taylor had something. Yeah, did you, did it that. get covered get... what you wanted to say, Taylor? Oh, I was just going to say that um, reinsurance in general and specifically CPI, okay, um, other products as well, but specifically CPI, we just have to remember 
that it's about building a, a portfolio. So going back to that that question about if you have an early loss, um, you know, yes, that that is a obstacle that we have to overcome. Mm-hmm. But if we build a portfolio of your accounts, okay, um, you are diversifying that risk over a large number of accounts. If you have a very small portfolio on the CPI program, it probably doesn't make sense, right? If you got 15 accounts on a CPI program, it's mm-hmm. not going to work out in the end. But if we if we can over a year time frame get over 75 or 100 accounts on a CPI program, it's going to work out for you. Sounds a little like the state farm model. So yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah it's just, very much like the buy here pay here business. Yeah. I mean if you're scared to put a CPI policy on your $15,000 car, but you're not scared to put the $15,000 car out on the street. Right. Good point. Yeah. 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 That's true. We are in the kind of the risk game, aren't yeah. we? So, that's right. Yeah. But yeah, I, I follow the, the numbers. We have a number of dealers Michelle and I work a lot with startups and we know it's challenging when the dealer's mm-hmm. brand new, but we certainly want them to understand from day one, because like we say, they ask, and we like to put it in the modeling from the very first time mm-hmm. we talk to a dealer, we like to show them in the modeling. This is something that you need to be prepared to kind of build into your financial plan because it's a, uh, as we, as we can tell here, it's a, it's a huge uh, a profit opportunity. And just all, like I say, the former dealer in me just says, wow, profit aside, if I can make my customers happier more quickly and spare those charge offs, I mean, I can, I could save myself a ton of money and headaches right there. Yeah. So, Absolutely. you know, we just know there's benefit in that alone. So, we should probably wrap up there. You guys have any closing thoughts? Taylor, you first. Um, no, I, I don't really have any uh, closing thoughts. I'm looking forward to hopefully seeing you guys back on the circuit here soon. I just want to say thank you for, uh, you know, having us on. And um, yeah, um, buy your pay your dealers. Think about Gap and your reinsurance companies and CPI too, but a Gap is really uh Man, I just, for whatever reason, I think it's a, a no-brainer. You know, Tim, you mentioned dealers there, so it'd be probably a business write-off for you. We might want to think about doing a reinsurance summit in Hawaii. If yeah, you guys, great then we could idea. add that to the circuit. So, hey, I like that. Yeah. There you go. Yeah. Tim, did you have anything that you wanted to add before we let you go? Well, we certainly appreciate y'all having us today and giving us an opportunity to talk to uh, our folks out there. And uh, uh, just uh, keep this in mind to um, that... We need to keep God first in our lives. And I am certainly looking forward to seeing all of you at NIADA. Uh, we will be there this in June. So uh, we, I, I think the NIADA has some special things planned this year and looking forward to that. I hear there's some good news coming out of there. Um, uh, I think going to be announced today. So looking forward to see, hearing about that. You should be quiet. About yes. All um, <laughs> uh, so to get in touch with the folks there at dealer RE, I would say um, probably best Taylor at Taylor at dealer that's perfect. Right. Yeah. Excellent. Yeah. So if you have questions um, or want to contact them, Taylor at dealerre.com. Um, and we and know how to find them. You can always reach out. To yeah, us. you can always reach out to us if yeah. you want to find them. So thank you both so much. Um, if uh, just if you would stay backstage for just a few minutes till we close out so we can give you a proper thank you. All right. Thank you. All right. Well, good um, stuff. Good stuff. Really great information. Yeah. And um, I learned a little bit. I and, did too. And I know that there's with reinsurance, there's an awful lot more to unpack. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, we'll be bringing different things, uh, different pieces of reinsurance to the show so we can talk about it and so people can have a better understanding because there are 
uh, there are quite a few dealers out there that aren't familiar or that have been dragging their feet um, for whatever reason. So we just really want to be able to help you um, help you make that decision right. uh, to to include reinsurance. Yeah. So, Sorry we ran a little right. long today, but hey, we think it was a ton of good information. Yeah. So. Thank you so much, everyone, for joining us. We really appreciate you uh, taking your time out and a little bit longer. And we will see you on Monday with Chuck Banano. Chuck Banano. We'll talk to you later. Thanks, guys. Bye.